y'all and welcome back to business as usual part three let's jump right into it this part is titled farewell jade it's been three months since samantha became Trav's secretary jade was moving to california soon and had trained samantha to become Trav's new assistant Trav decided to have Jade a going away slash congratulatory party for her breakthrough role in a new upcoming action film. I don't know what we're going to do without you, Samantha said to Jade, who had just taken a sip of her champagne as she watched the Atlanta lights beneath her. Samantha walked near Jade and they both stood near a window. The party was hosted on the 25th floor of the Royal Galleria, a five-star hotel a couple of blocks away from Trav's investment firm. Girl, you all will be just fine. I have taught you everything that you need to know, Jade said. Yes, but I don't know if I can carry as many hats as you, especially with Travis getting rid of the secretary position. I just don't know if I can juggle being his personal assistant and his secretary, Samantha said. Jade grabbed Samantha's hand. It can be a lot, but trust me, you've got this. The secretary position was never really necessary. Before you got here, we went through dozens of secretaries who were really here for aesthetics. I was basically doing both jobs the entire time. I knew that there was a possibility that I'd be leaving soon. So for the first time in 14 years, Trav allowed me to make a decision on who could potentially take my place. You were such a breath of fresh air too. Up until I hired you, the secretary position was a wasteful expense and more as a personal preference for Trav. As far as being his new PA, don't worry, you got this. You've worked as a personal assistant for high profile individuals in the past. You can do it again. No, it won't be easy, but the 25% pay increase is worth it. And you get extra benefits and bonuses. Don't get me wrong, there will be more responsibilities, but the rewards are great, Jade said. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to miss you, though. Thank you for the opportunities you've given me, Samantha said. No problem. Call me anytime you need me and keep Trav on his toes. Since you've been here, I've seen a change in him. You're good for him, Jade said. It was something about how Jade said that that made Samantha question what she really meant. She stood with a confused look on her face. Oh, Jade laughed. I don't mean you're good for him like that. What I mean is that you're good for adultery investments. Right, Samantha said with a smile. Listen, you're not here for any reason other than to do your job. You're in good hands here. I know you've heard about his past relationships with his secretaries, especially with the lies that's in the blogs made up by his little friend who previously worked here. And he had to get a restraining order on her. He was just a ladies man and everyone loved him three months ago. Now people are gossiping that he is a womanizer. But those of us who really knows him knows that that is only partially true, Jade said, trying to hold in a laugh. Samantha almost spit out her champagne. She couldn't hold her laughter in. Then she joined in on the joke. Right, he's also shallow and a bit of a prick, Samantha said, before she and Jay shared another laugh. Yeah, he can be, but who's perfect, right? As long as we can acknowledge our flaws and do the work to become better, that's all that matters. Besides, he really is so much more than what the blogs are saying, Jade said. Shh, here he comes, she said quietly. Hey, Trav, everything looks wonderful, 
This is so beautiful. Again, thank you so much, Jay said. You're welcome, but what are the two of you up to over here? Trav asked. I know that the two of you together are trouble, he joked. Nothing, both of the ladies said quickly. Trav looked at the women suspiciously. Uh-huh. I know something is up by the way that the two of you just answered. Jade, come with me to the front. I'd like to present you with something and make a toast, Trav said. Trav held Jade's hand and led her towards the stage. He then walked onto the stage and grabbed the microphone off the stand. Jade was at the bottom of the steps in front of him and beside Samantha. Jade, my best friend and other than my mom's, God rest her soul, you're by far the best woman I know. But you're not only my best friend and the best woman I know, you're the best at your job here at Daughtry Investments. Anything you put your mind to, you can do. I know you will not only do your best in the new chapter in your life, but you will be the best. So as you begin this new journey, I as your best friend and soon-to-be ex-boss wants you to know that I'm proud of you. You inspire me, motivate me, and you are the voice of reason that has made me a better businessman and person. You've been rocking with me for 14 years here at Daughtry Investments. I plan on giving you a proper parting gift, but even though we're parting and I wish you farewell, this is not goodbye. I don't know what you thought, but you're not getting away from me that easily. I'm letting you know right now I'm flying to L.A. every chance I get, Trav said, before he and many others shared a laugh. Jade was getting teary-eyed. Samantha rubbed her back. No, but seriously, I love you. You've been my best friend since adolescence. You've kept me out of trouble then, and you've done the same up until now. I promise I'm going to make you proud, just like you've made me proud to be your best friend every single day. Since that day in fifth grade, when you won that craps game against Big Greg. You kept me out of trouble then, and you've done the same up until now. And I promise I'm going to make you proud, just like you made me proud to be your best friend. Quick story time, y'all. I never knew anything about craps. So in fifth grade, there was this guy named Big Greg who used to bully people out of their lunch money and tell them they'd have to beat him in a craps game to get their money back. I caught myself trying to win one girl's money back to impress her. Knowing dang well I knew nothing about craps. I ended up having to give up my own lunch money for trying to help her. And I still didn't get the girl, but I got someone better. I gained a best friend. Jade stepped in and she challenged Big Greg to a game of craps. She told him that if he won, she'd give him $20. But if he won, he'd have to give everyone their money back who he'd taken from that day. Needless to say... Jade beat him at his own game, and she didn't even have $20. She just had a good way of negotiating, and she still do to this day. Anyways, I'm getting way off topic, but long story short, Jade, you got my money back. I bought you a nutty buddy during lunch break, and we've been buddies ever since. So with that being said, thank you for being my homie, my backbone, my sis, and for nurturing my business as if it was your own baby. I appreciate you, sis. I love you, and just like you got that money back for me those many years ago, today I'm giving something back to you. Now, I know how bad you wanted that house that you showed me out in L.A., but you said that you were outbidded. Well, I'm the one who made the bid, and I made it on behalf of you. So the house is all yours. You don't have to worry about a mortgage, 
is paid in full and it belongs to you, Trav said. The tears flowed heavy down Jade's face as she walked onto the stage with her hands over her mouth. She hugged Trav and he hugged her back. Then he wiped her tears. He smiled and said, I have something else for you. What? Jade said in emotions of excitement and disbelief. I got you a new ride to cruise around LA in, Trav said, before handing Jade keys to a brand new Mercedes G-Class, as well as her brand new house keys. Everyone, Trav said as he took his glass of champagne off a table on the stage. He gave Jade a glass as well. He held his glass towards the crowd. Help me raise a toast to Jade. Then Trav turned to Jade. To new beginnings and everything good. You deserve it, Trav said before turning back towards the crowd. To Jade, he said. Everyone made a toast. To Jade, they said. Then Trav turned back to Jade and said, farewell, sis. I love you. Thank you for everything. You're welcome and thank you, bruh. I love you too, she said before they shared another hug. At the end of the night, Samantha got a phone call from her children's father. I thought that you were going to be here to get the kids by 11 o'clock. I told you that I had to be at the studio at midnight, her kid's father said. It was 11.30. I know, I'm sorry. I had to take care of some business here at work and I forgot to call you. I apologize, Samantha said. But I am on my way right now. If you want, I can meet you at the studio so that you're not late, she said. No, forget all that. I'm already downstairs in the lobby with the boys. You need to get down here now. I have to go, her son's father said. What? You brought the kids here? Why would you do that? Why would you bring them to my job, Samantha said. Well, you wanted me to take them to my job. What's the difference? Besides, you're not working. You're partying, her kid's father said. No, I'm not partying. I'm attending a work party. It's a difference heavy on the work because I am still working. But anyway, I'm on the elevator now. I'll be down in a minute, Samantha said. When she got to the lobby, her kid's father immediately took off. The boys were restless and crying. Come on, babies. It's okay. Mommy's here, Samantha said as she squatted down and comforted them. She then took their hands and walked them to the car. Dang it, I forgot to get their car seats from him, she said as she put them in their seats and buckled them in. She called her kid's father, but her call went straight to voicemail. When she tried to crank the car, it wouldn't crank. Are you serious? She said. Samantha laughed in disbelief. This cannot be happening right now. She tried to crank it several more times. Come on, come on, come on. The car still wouldn't crank. Dang it, she yelled. The boys began to cry again. I'm so sorry, guys. Mommy's sorry for yelling. Come here, she said. The four-year-olds got out of their seatbelts and climbed to the front into their mom's lap. I know that y'all are tired. Mommy's going to get us home soon, okay? Okay, the boy said. Samantha tried to crank the car once more and realized the battery was dead. She called her roadside assistance service and they said it would be an hour before someone could come out. She sat in the car and let her boys snuggle on her until they went to sleep. 30 minutes later, Trav was getting ready to leave until he saw her in her car with her kid. Hey, is everything okay? No, Samantha said before telling Trav everything that had happened. Emotions overcame her and she began to cry. I'm so sorry. I know this isn't professional. I didn't want to bother you. Roadside assistance should be here in a minute, she said. I could give you a boost off. It's no big deal. Hold up. Let me get my cables, Trav said. Trav tried several times to charge Samantha's battery, but it failed. I think you need a new battery, but let's do this. Let's get you and your boys home. 
I'll get your car towed to my mechanic shop and he'll check out everything. And whatever the problem is, he'll fix it, Trav said. Roadside assistance pulled up, but the man was only planning to give Samantha a jump off. He had a tow that he had to get immediately after coming to her, and he said that he could only tow one car. Trav pulled the man to the side and talked to him. He also gave the man an incentive to help him change his mind. Thank you. I really appreciate this man, Trav said. No problem. Thank you, sir, the man said. Trav came back to the car where Samantha and the boys were. Everything's going to be okay. I'm getting it towed to my mechanic, he said. Okay, thank you. It's not going to be too expensive, is it? Samantha said. Don't worry about expenses. I got you. Now let's get these boys home, Trav said. He held one tall and Samantha held the other. They put them into Trav's back seats. My baby's father didn't leave their car seat, Samantha said. It's all good. I'll be safe, I promise, Trav said, before opening the door for Samantha. Thank you, she said. No problem, Trav said. On the way to take Samantha home, Trav thought he'd lighten the mood with some 90s music. It worked, as the two of them sang along in nostalgia and began to tell one another about their past experiences during the 90s. This was the first time that the two of them were getting to know each other outside of work. They shared laughs, jammed out to a few songs, and shared how their individual experiences has helped them become better people. Samantha had planned on taking the boys to the fair on the following day. But now that the car wasn't working, that was up in the air. This happened to be one weekend that Trav didn't have any plans, and he told her that he didn't mind taking her and the boys if her car wasn't ready by tomorrow afternoon. No, I couldn't bother you with that. I'll get a ride, Cheryl, something. I'm also not too good to ride the bus, Samantha said. I know that you could do all those things. All I'm saying is you don't have to. Besides, going with you will give me an excuse not to meet my uncle and his old buddies at the country club tomorrow, Trav said. Besides, going with you will give me an excuse not to meet my uncle and his old buddies at the country club tomorrow, Trav said. What's wrong with that, Samantha laughed. Have you ever hung out with a bunch of old men before, Trav said? No, Samantha said with a chuckle. You don't want to either, trust me. They're nosy, mean, and perverted, Trav said. Oh, it can't be that bad, Samantha said. It's not, I'm just joking. But it would be nice to hang out with you, Trav said. And the boys, Samantha said. Of course, it would be nice to hang out with them as well, Trav said. Once they arrived to Samantha's house, Trav walked Samantha to her door and helped her bring the boys in. They laid them on the sofa. Samantha thanked Trav once again and said goodnight. Trav said goodbye and drove home.